Good and locked on Anaheim Ducks. Some good news as far as COVID testing goes and going to talk about a new development in San Diego. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a new week. It is Monday and we are now about two weeks, no less than two weeks away from actual hockey being played. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by rockauto.com. Well, it is a good day if you're a fan of COVID-19 news. Oh, did I say it like that? But this is good news. Trust me. Uh, Before we get into it, I want to remind you that you can hear this show via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. All right, let's get right into it because I really want to talk about this. So this statement came from the NHL just a few, not long ago. Uh, We're recording this in the morning. This will come out in the afternoon. But here is the statement from the NHL on COVID-19 testing results. Quote, The NHL concluded the first five days, dated July 13th through 17th, of Phase 3, formal training camp, of its return to play with two positive test results for COVID-19 among the 2,618 tests administered to more than 800 players. Both players who tested positive have self-isolated and are following CDC and Health Canada protocols. During Phase 3, the NHL will continue to provide regular updates on the number of tests administered to players and the results of those tests. The league will not be providing information on the identity of the players or clubs. End quote. Already, there's people out there trying to figure out who the positive tests are. It's two players. They're already under quarantine. They're already self-isolating. It sounds like they're going to be fine. I haven't heard anything about anyone being very severely symptomatic, which is also good news. Only two out of 800 players. That's about one in 400. That's a very small percentage. To have that few... Honestly, when the news was going to come out today, and I was kind of waiting for the news today when this was going to come out, uh, the plan was to talk about the COVID-19 test results at some point when it came out, and I knew it was going to come out at some point today. Only two. I expected it to be about four or five, given that some of these training camps are taking place in the USA. For only two to take place, that tells me that the NHL is doing a good job and the teams are doing a very effective job of keeping their players completely isolated and eliminating almost any possibility of them contracting the coronavirus. That's good news. Two is still too... I mean, it's too, too many. It should ideally be zero, but two is better than five, six, ten. Look at other leagues, and they're still getting quite a few positive test results. Hey, it's not like Major League Soccer where entire teams are being taken out of playing because multiple players tested positive. At least it's not something like that. It's not like Major League Baseball where you're having multiple players test positive, where you're having lots and lots of players opt out just because of the travel, the way they're doing it. The NBA, they're going through their thing where they're having a lot of players test positive or opting out. The NHL doesn't have that problem nearly as much as the other leagues because they are playing in Canada. That's the thing that we have to remember the most. They're playing in 
Canada. They're playing in Edmonton. They're playing in Toronto. This bubble idea is going to work pretty well because of the type of bubbles that are provided in both cities. In particular, Edmonton. Edmonton has this bubble down to a T where they have the practice rinks also attached to the arena. They have the JW Marriott also attached to the arena. Everything is confined in such a very well thought out space that they have the ability to do that. Players can go out within that area. They're all interconnected through tunnels, through pedestrian bridges and whatnot. The players are still going to be able to walk around a little bit and explore parts of that hub area, which is fine. And in fact, there have been some players of the past couple of years that have liked going to Edmonton for that reason. It seems that there is quite a bit to do just in that small little downtown area, which has been majorly revitalized. And I'll talk more about revitalizing areas in the second and third segments of this particular show. But just to get back to the positive testing, for the NHL to continue going at a good pace, if they can only get one to two positive tests or even zero positive tests per week, then the NHL would consider this a victory. If they can keep it two or even three or below, that might be okay. If from here on out, they get no more than two positive tests a week, would you consider this a success for the NHL? Me personally, I would consider it a minor success. I would call it a I'd call it a success if it's one or below each week. I'd call it a major success if they get zero positive tests during phase four. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to be that much of a pipe dream. But if they can keep it one or below, I'm for that. So that is the big news of the day. Before we head into the first intermission, I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. They are family owned and have been in business for over 20 years. So if you want to look for that affordable car part for your Ferrari, for maybe your Toyota, maybe it's a Prius, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a Chevrolet because those are always awesome. Maybe it's a Ford. Yeah, they're cool too. Uh, Whatever kind of car you have, rockauto.com should have the parts for you and they have consistently low prices because why spend more at a regular old car dealership where they will charge you more? Go to rockauto.com and get the parts for a lower price and competitive prices. Once again, that's rockauto.com and in the how did you hear about a section, tell them that Locked On sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. And coming up after the first intermission, I will not be alone. In fact, I'll be joined by a fellow Locked On host, and we're going to talk a little bit about revitalizing areas. Stay locked in. Welcome back, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or as DC would say, what would you say, DC? T-L-O-P-N or Tloppin'. Hey, I have a guest here. It's DC Lundberg from Locked On Mariners. How are you doing tonight? I am doing just swell, JD. Thanks for having me on. So I was already on his show, just to peel back the curtain a little bit. So we're going to cross over, cross over again. 
And mm-hmm. this is slightly baseball related, but this does have something to do with the San Diego goals. I know the goals are on this show typically on Thursdays during the season, but hey, there's no hockey going on. So this came on my email yesterday, and I thought this was kind of cool. So if you can see the screen, I'm going to read it. Well, first off, San Diego Sports Arena, for better or worse, uh, it's kind of, I don't want to call it a dump. I mean, (laughs) it's a fine arena. It's in America's finest city. But folks, it's a 50-plus-year-old arena. It's a little aged. Yeah. So here's what the email said. This is a proposed sports arena development that will bring a vibrant, renewed entertainment venue to San Diego's Midway District. We are thrilled to announce that the sports arena could soon be seeing exciting changes. The city is reviewing proposals for redeveloping the arena and the surrounding property. And this is going to be Brookfield Properties and ASM Global. So this could deliver the highest value in entertainment for San Diego. What does this have to do with baseball? Let's rewind about a month ago. The Anaheim Angels. They were the first team to announce that they were going to revitalize the area around Angel Stadium. You guys may have heard this already. Artie Marino plans to invest a ton of money on putting a couple of hotels right next to Angel Stadium. Put a couple of little shopping areas. Have some park-like areas. Okay, that's fine. Then immediately after that, so the following day, the Anaheim Ducks would do their own thing. And this is from the Samuelis. The Samuelis are going to take it one step further, though. They're going to pave a new road east of Honda Center. They're going to build a new parking structure adjacent to the arena, in addition to some hotel space and some restaurant space. But they're also going to have a small running area where you can jog through the whole thing about three miles worth. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Now it's San Diego's turn where they're going to try to do the same thing. And you can find this on sportsarenainput.org. Once again, that's sportsarenainput.org. And they go a little bit into revitalizing that area of San Diego. And DC, you can see on the screen, they're going to revitalize the San Diego arena and a plethora of buildings. Some oh, of yeah. that space is unused. But there's one question that I immediately have to ask. Where's the parking at? A couple of those are structures. (laughs) So, DC, just to get your input on this, because we're seeing baseball teams doing this more as of recent. Some of them. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about teams revitalizing arenas in some of these district areas? Especially if there's unused space around said arena, I'm all for it. Especially if it's going to pump some revenue into an area, especially if that area may need it. It brings new excitement. It'll bring in some tax dollars and some revenue, like I said. I'm all for it. They have three pillars on this thing, and this is directly from the website, where they want to create a purposeful and authentic place, promote complete communities, and support economic resiliency. We have seen this recently in several areas. Downtown LA has LA Live. It's proven to be a hit and a great success. Let's go back to baseball, shall we, DC? Let's do that. St. Louis has Mm -hmm. one of my favorite areas in all of sports. It is the ballpark district in St. Louis adjacent to Bush Stadium. 
They have Cardinals Nation, an AT&T rooftop. They have an mm-hmm. authentic store. They have the Hall of Fame there. They have the Cardinals Live there. Where going back to hockey, that's where they would play some of the Blues games. And that's, in fact, where they had that giant, giant viewing party. If you guys remember, the Blues won the Stanley Cup last season. They're still technically the defending champions. The Cup hasn't <laughs> been awarded yet. No. That, Can I say something about this picture? Yeah. It reminds me vaguely of Utah Street in Baltimore. Remember Ooh. when Camden Yards opened up about 30 years ago in 1992? Yes. And they had and it reminds me of Utah Street. So even the Orioles were ahead of their time then too in creating something similar to this back in the early 90s. And that's a very good point. A lot of teams try to mimic what Camden Yards did. When you think yeah. about the ballparks that were built around that time first old comiskey or new comiskey came in 91 yeah and it's a giant parking lot around that stadium and i'm sure you've seen other or been to other stadiums they just have a giant parking lot and that's it doesn't that seem kind of dreary to you it it seems very dreary to me one more point about what the orioles did is they didn't have to erect a bunch of new structures they had the baltimore and ohio railroad warehouse beyond right field which they put their team offices in and incorporated it somewhat into the aesthetics of the ballpark and jumped off of that rather than starting from scratch so they blended the old and the new perfectly hmm it's funny you say that this redevelopment Hmm. is taking place in san diego we've seen this before in san diego do you know why dc uh because the san diego chicken got a new coop (laughs) not exactly no do you want to i think you know where i'm going with this but please explain while i drink some water please explain what the san diego chicken i nobody can explain that guy (laughs) i've met the chicken great guy He's delicious. Oh, no, no, no. little barbecue. No, I'm kidding. I'm, of course, referring to the baseball team in San Diego. Yes, uh, when they did Aztec Stadium. Yes, no. (laughs) Uh, Petco Park, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, warehouse building, not the warehouse, but the... It is I forget that. Yeah. The warehouse, yeah, out in left field. Yep. They incorporated it into the ballpark itself. Yeah, and in fact, a corner of the Western Metal Supply Company building... That's that's it, yeah. ...is the foul pole. Yes, it is. Which is amazing to me. If you uh-huh. guys recall the 2016 Home Run Derby, which yours truly was at, mm-hmm. yeah, Giancarlo Stanton put some dents on that old building. <laughs> is that the one that Trumbo did as well? Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, all right. Great home run contest. So San Diego is no stranger to this kind of redevelopment. And what do you think about comparing the two ballparks? It's very difficult to compare Qualcomm Stadium or Jack Murphy Stadium to Peco Park. It's just like night and day. Peco Park is one of the better stadiums in all of MLB. It's consistently ranked in the top 10 to 15 of all ballparks across Major League Baseball. And then you look at Tropicana Field, which is a mausoleum. Do you know what's around the trop? A lot of sadness. A lot of sadness, a lot of parking, a lot of empty parking. <laughs> That's Well, it is empty parking. This is the Rays we're talking about, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. And this is kind of a trend that, like you mentioned, and I'm glad you brought this up because I wouldn't have. All right. The Baltimore Orioles were the first ones to do this. And you think about all the new stadiums that came after that. 
San Francisco, the phone booth. They have kind of that <laughs> style of stadium, and they have a lot of shops around that and a waterfront area that's kind mm-hmm. of in their own league. You look at the new stadium in Atlanta where they have a lot of shopping in Cobb County. Arizona, Chase Field, they have restaurants upon restaurants upon restaurants and a hotel right next to that stadium. It is freaking brilliant how they did that. So when I think about this kind of redevelopment, I think it's nothing but a good thing. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, especially to pump excitement and revenue and tax dollars into the system. I guess the only bad thing that that can come out of it is some increased crime. But I think the good far outweighs the bad. Why would it increase more crime? Because now I'm curious as to why you say that. Where there are more shopping areas and restaurants and retail areas theft there's more theft in the area more break-ins and retail theft that's just the way it is that's a good point but it does beat having the slums in that area or having it have the appearance of a slum and i do think like i said the good far outweighs the bad i mean crime's going to happen anywhere it just it just happens to pocket where there's a lot of retail venues but the good far outweighs the bad absolutely I mean, that area, the Midway District, it's not exactly the best appealing (laughs) district in San Diego. What do you think? Ever since Bally and Midway split, and this was just Midway, it's total garbage. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I'm kidding. Uh, What do you think about San Diego? You think, what's the first thing you think of when you think of San Diego? Me personally? Yeah. Pendleton uh, base. Ah, Camp Pendleton. Okay. Very, very, very good answer there. Camp Pendleton is pretty known in San Diego. Uh, the first thing a lot I've of I've never been to San Diego, ladies and gentlemen. You've been to California, but not San Diego yet. I have been as far south as I believe Union City. Okay, so you've come down a ways. Yeah. So the sports arena site is going to redevelop a little bit. It's going to take on the same type of redevelopment as Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Nassau Coliseum had been around since the 70s. It used to be better known as a concert venue, similar to the Spectrum, because you had a lot of great acts there. Billy Joel has Mm -hmm. a banner in there. A lot of artists say that Nassau Coliseum is one of the best ones as far as acoustics goes. It used to look dreary. Now it looks fantastic. If they can revitalize San Diego Arena and improve some of the acoustics, you know, get the look better... I think it could be nothing but good for the city. Absolutely. Like we said off air, the inside of the stadium may be a little aged, but if everything surrounding the arena all of a sudden is new and vibrant and exciting, that might spur people on to, hey, let's revitalize the arena itself too. Usually it works the other way around where the arena is either brand new and then everything else surrounding it kind of pops up this may work in reverse look at this picture here they, they're going to add parks and plazas to this area nice that kind of reminds me a little bit of park at the park in san diego at pico park where a little bit where fans can stick around and watch uh so this whole summary it's going to be residential there's there's going to be residential areas and parking and arena retail then they're going to have hospitality mixed use this overall looks like it could be a slam dunk hit if they can pull this off. Mm-hmm. So I, I do hope that that area gets revitalized. I would love to see it personally. 
that's a massive part. The parking structure is as big as the arena itself. That thing is huge. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, DC, we got to get out of here, but where can the fine folks hear you on Tlopin? On Tlopin, they can hear me on Locked on Mariners, which is, which is of course, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. They can follow my program at LO underscore Mariners. They can follow me uh, at DC underscore Lundberg on Twitter. Jason, you're on my show quite frequently over the last few weeks. Next time on Locked on Mariners, ladies and gentlemen, I will be joined by guest panelists <laughs> Punky Brewster, Spuds McKenzie, and a Jack-O-Lantern. <laughs> nice. Thank uh, you. And on the socials, they can find you at DC underscore Lundberg. That is correct. L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. Uh, that's 10 points <laughs> for those scoring at home. Yes. Triple word scores of 30. Ah, there I don't know that. why I said that. There goes that. I, no, I'm a I'm a big Scrabble guy. I love Scrabble. I yes. That's one thing. I'm terrible at it, but I love it. That is one thing I miss about this pandemic is I miss playing Scrabble in person. Um, the Orange County has plenty of Scrabble clubs. Uh, there used to be one down in South Coast. There was one in Anaheim Hills that I used to take part of. Of course, with COVID nineteen happening. We're not meeting anymore, which makes me really sad. But shout out to Scrabble Club out there. You guys are awesome, by the way. <laughs> Actually, I've had the opposite uh, thing here because I've been playing more board games with uh, my friend slash housemate and my brother who also uh, lives with us. We've been playing a lot of Balderdash. Interesting. How's, yes. Who, who's the best Balderdash player out of you three? I think my brother is the most creative when, when coming up with real bluffs. I try to be funny, and I think we're actually pretty evenly matched. All right. And by the way, I'll give a quick shout-out to Taylor Blake Ward, who, of course, listens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Taylor did a great job on Locked on Mariners this weekend, had some great baseball stories. So be sure to check that out mm -hmm. if you get a chance. Listen to Locked on Mariners. Taylor and I are very proud of that episode. As well you should. Absolutely. And also a big shout out to David Locke for the awesome t-shirts. Um, I climbed, yeah. yeah, I climbed up Mount Baden Powell wearing that t-shirt. So yeah, there's your plug. Yeah. Um, what else can I say? Hockey's coming back in a week and a half. Be sure to stay tuned to locked on NHL for all your latest hockey news and you can hear that podcast as well as this one on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Smoke Signal, Ham Radio, CB Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Uh, make sure to listen to Locked on NHL. Ask your smart device to play Locked on Anaheim Ducks, and hopefully that works. It should work. And <laughs> hockey starts August 1st. Are you excited about it? Baseball starts Thursday and the Mariners first game is Friday you know when you should be excited for hockey in a year when the NHL comes to Seattle in a year and we will have to have we'll have to have you come back and just talk about um Seattle hockey at some point because that'll I would love to yeah but you're going to be back for trivia anyway oh yes I am yep hockey jeopardy yes indeed That's sir. happening folks so be sure to stay tuned for that on behalf of DC Lundberg and myself, yeah, this has been Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I hope you all enjoyed it. And be sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. D 
DC, once again, thank you so much. It was a pleasure, sir. Thank you for having me. And before I close it out, one more special shout out to Lin Yu, who runs Trivia LA. She's a massive, massive Ducks fan and had some awesome Disney trivia and also had a couple of questions about D2, the Mighty Ducks movie. Yes, there's a sequel, DC. (laughs) I know, I know. So shout out to Lynn and shout out to Trivia LA. You guys did awesome. Talking about D2, the Mighty Ducks, and we got the whole chat room to say quack, 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 quack. (laughs) So for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying stay safe, Anaheim. And hey, ducks, fly together. Quack, 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 quack. Go watch Mighty Ducks, DC. Have a good day, everyone. (laughs) 